You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to Why Not Mint Money. I'm Shubhra from Mint's personal finance team. It's been more than 6 years since the Union government introduced the goods and services tax or GST. But many businesses continue to grapple with its implementation. particularly because of the different rates of taxes and the number of compliances but for some small businesses remedy is at hand the composition scheme this scheme helps alleviate their hardships in today's episode i have invited hanish s who's a chartered accountant and partner at hsk and associates to run you through the composition scheme Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Hanish, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Hey, hi Shubhra, how are you? I am good Hanish, how are you? I am also doing it. Thank you so much, yeah. So do you look forward to the budget since budget is only about 20 days away? Of course, of course. As a tax professional, uh, I have to go through all the finer prints and uh, what is announced in the budget, especially the tax proposals. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, also I would suggest whoever is listening to us that uh, uh, if you are in the field of taxation or in finance, you have to go through the budget. So today's today's episode is about GST, GST for small businesses. So let's start with the basics, Anish. What is GST? When does a business have to pay it? And what are the different tax rates? Okay, so um, there are two fundamentally two kinds of taxes in India. One is a direct tax and one is an indirect tax. GST is an indirect tax. Now let's understand what do you mean by direct tax and what is an indirect tax. So when I get salary from my employer, I have to on that salary pay taxes on my own. Okay, I cannot tell my employer that look because you paid me the salary, I am required to pay income tax, so you pay me that income tax as well. Okay, so he pays me ten lakh rupees as salary or annually. I will have to compute the tax on that, and I will have to remit that to the government. Okay, that is called a direct tax. Now, when it comes to GST, it is an indirect tax, as in when I go to a shopkeeper to buy some stuff, he will charge me say a MRP of hundred rupees, which already includes this tax. So basically, his selling price is only ninety, but he is collecting assuming ten rupees towards GST. Okay, he will collect it from me and then remit to the government. so the difference here is in case of a direct tax i pay that directly to the government but in a indirect tax i indirectly pay the tax to the government through the shopkeeper so that's what is the difference between a direct tax and indirect tax and indirect and gst is a is, is like i said a indirect tax okay now uh, when is it applicable the second point uh, it is applicable when you make something called as a supply when i supply goods or when i render any services to my uh, customers that is when gst is applicable but uh, it would be unfair on the government if they start collecting gst right from the first rupee of my supply turnover okay right. so they have bought in a threshold limit where they say if the turnover is up to 20 lakhs in case of services then you don't have to pay gst to that extent okay right. but as far as goods are concerned the threshold limit has has been enhanced subject to certain conditions okay to 40 lakh rupees so if i am a trader who has a small corner shop 
where i am selling uh, uh, you know stationery right and if my turnover is below 40 lakh rupees then i am not required to pay any gst but when i cross this threshold limit i am required to obtain gst registration also and i am required to discharge taxes also okay right. so on a third question of what is the rate of taxes depending on the products the rate of taxes can vary from uh, 5% to 12% to 18% to it can go as high as 28% in fact in case of certain cars high end cars the gst rate is 28% and the compensation cess is 21% so effectively the tax rate is uh, you know 28 plus 1, 21% on uh, on these cars so there are four taxes from what i understand 5 12 18 and 28% so out of these four uh, i think 18 is the most common tax rate at which majority of businesses pay tax yeah majority of the goods and services are uh, you know in the range of 18% tax rate. right okay so that sets the base of the episode the gst is an indirect tax that is, that is charged on the sales and the business collects it from the customer it's not necessarily okay. be paid out of their own pocket yes okay now there's a scheme called composition scheme which you know simplifies the whole gst compliance system for the business businesses and it also reduces the gst liability so please tell our listeners about the composition scheme yeah so so gst can be quite complex okay now how do you determine whether the rate of a product is 5% 12% 18% or 28% that depends on something called as a hsn which is harmonized systematic nomenclature like all of us have names like you are shipra i am hanish and that's how we call each other likewise even goods have got their hsn codes okay or services have got the hsn code now i will have to go through a book uh, which will give me the hsn code or a notification and i will have to identify the goods i will have to map it to a hsn code and then only i will be able to figure out whether the product is 5% 12% or whatever the gst rate is okay so that is the first point second suddenly you know you will find that there is a gst council meeting and based on that uh, there are notifications issued where the rate of tax of a particular product say we, we t- take a example of somebody selling packaged bisleri water which is liable to tax at the rate of 12% and suddenly then there is a gst council meeting and they decide to increase that to 18% now we are expecting a small shopkeeper who is selling those 5 rupee and 10 rupee bisleri water bottles okay to keep a track of when the rate of tax changed from 12% to 18% which is impossible imagine the number of products he has around 70 80 products he will have to track rates for each of these whenever there is a change becomes really very difficult so what government has done is they have come out with something called as a composition scheme where they say you don't remember any rates at all on whatever is your turnover annually you give me a flat rate of tax so if you are dealing in goods you pay a flat rate of tax of 1% okay and i will not give you something called as input tax credit benefit the 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 backbone of gst is input tax credit government right. says i will not give you input tax credit maybe subsequently discuss about what is input tax credit but i will not give you input tax credit but you are required and you don't have to comply with a lot of conditions which are applicable for others whatever is your turnover end of the year multiplied with 1% that is the tax you are required to pay me on a quarterly basis right okay so le- before we go forward let's let's uh, you know why don't you tell our listeners a little about input tax credit because that actually you know makes the whole concept of composition scheme even more clear 
right so all of us like cashbacks right so maybe input tax credit to to understand is going to be a little complex so let's let's understand it from a different way okay so assuming there is a republic day sale which is happening on say a flipkart or amazon okay and there i buy a phone okay which is worth say a lakh of rupees but they tell me that after 10 days or after the return period window is over they are going to give me a cashback of 20000 rupees so though i have at the first instance paid 1 lakh rupees on the e-commerce platform but because after 10 days i am going to get back 20000 rupees the effective price of the phone for me is 80000 rupees okay now after 10 days or 15 days the cashback gets created to me in my uh, amazon wallet or whatever wallet uh, based on the e-commerce platform i am talking about in the subsequent per- sale purchase what i make i will get a reduction of 20000 so assuming i am buying a camera worth 35000 rupees effectively i will be required to pay only 15000 rupees because the 20000 will get utilized from the wallet which is got created to me okay so this is the cashback which e-commerce platforms are giving likewise now if i am a business and i have purchased say a laptop worth 50000 rupees on which i have paid a gst of 18% which is 9000 rupees by going to a chroma store assuming okay so i will pay chroma 59000 rupees but 9000 is a cashback which government is giving so whenever i sell something or offer my goods or services to a customer for which i receive money assuming by using this laptop i am i am doing accounting for one of my client and i bill him a lakh of rupees so on that a lakh of rupees i pay i am required to charge gst of 18000 so i will collect from my customer 1 lakh 18000 and i am required to deposit that 18000 with the government now what i will do is i will say 18000 rupees are collected from my customer i am required to pay you but of that 9000 had already paid you when i purchased the laptop so give me my cash back and effectively i am going to pay only that balance 9000 rupees to the government so essentially for a business the gst paid on my purchase is like a cash back which i set it off against the gst payable on my outward supplies basically it's the gst that you're paying on expenses related related to your business yes perfect right and you can offset it with your total gst liability perfect perfect so this benefit is not available to the composition scheme dealers because they are paying a lower rate of tax right right but then of course it's also saving you from this monthly hassle of you know first calculating your input tax credit accurately and then offsetting it with your liability and you know all that hassle exactly yes okay let me ask you this question since you are the expert that will it work for all kind of businesses even if they are meeting the qualifying criteria right so see where will this work it will work in a case where my customers are not business entities because if that one person if i am under composition scheme whatever i have purchased i cannot claim input credit and whatever taxes i am paying it might be as low as 1% they will not be entitled to claim the input tax rate of the same okay so maybe they may not want to do business with me so if if my my target audience is a b2b client okay who was eligible to claim input tax credit of whatever taxes i would have charged then they may not want to work with me right but if my target audience is a b2c customer then maybe they'll be happy to work with me because the tax burden now is no longer 18% but it is only 1% but that math will have to be done because uh, like just take another example okay of uh, you know i bought a chair for my office okay and i have paid 10000 rupees for the chair okay 
and I am going to sell that chair again. Okay, so now the chair which costed me ten thousand, I have paid GST of one thousand eight hundred on that. If I am under composition scheme, the value of this chair for me is eleven thousand eight hundred because GST what I have paid is a cost for me. Okay, now when I sell this, I'd say twelve thousand rupees. Okay, and I pay one percent again. So the total cost in this entire supply chain is one thousand eight hundred what I paid to my vendor. Plus one percent, what I'm going to pay on the twelve thousand rupees. Okay, compare this with if I was under a regular scheme, I have purchased the chair at ten thousand rupees. I pay thousand eight hundred rupees, which is available to me as input tax credit. I sell this chair at the same twelve thousand rupees. Okay, and charge eighteen percent to my customer. Though on the invoice, the invoice looks very high, twelve thousand plus eighteen percent on that twelve thousand. But now I have a profit margin which is more because twelve thousand minus ten thousand is my profit, two thousand rupees, yes. and my customer can still claim the input tax credit. That's right. So, so math will have to be done, but yeah. the composition scheme may not be favorable in every condition. I will have to see what is my target audience. Do they expect me to give them a full invoice, a full rate invoice, so that they can claim the credit or not? Right. Right. So now coming to the technicals, how can a business apply for this? Right. So one is when I am filing my application for obtaining registration under the GST law, then I can apply for a composition scheme by specifically mentioning that I want to get registered under the composition scheme. Okay, that is one way of doing it. Or the second way of doing it is that if, say, assuming I have taken a regular registration because I was expecting, uh, so we 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 missed one. I missed uh, telling you one point, Ashikra. This composition scheme is uh, available subject to certain conditions, and one of the fundamental conditions is that my turnover in a year should not exceed one point five crores. Right. Okay. So assuming when I obtain the registration, I was expecting that my turnover will be more than one point five crores, and I will do a lot of good business, and my 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 uh, clients are going to be B two B. Okay. So I took a regular registration. Okay, but end of it, I realize that my business is going to cater only to B two C customers, and my turnover for the next year is is not going to be more than one point five crores. So in that case, I am allowed to switch over from regular scheme to composition scheme, but that is possible only in the beginning of the next financial year. So that means if I have taken registration in say December of two thousand twenty three by selecting a regular uh, registration. Then the option to switch to composition scheme will be available by filing a form online. CMP zero two. I have to file online. Okay, and that will allow me to switch from regular scheme to composition scheme. But that will be effective from first April two thousand twenty four only. Right. So this form needs to be filled before the start of the financial year. Yes, correct. Right. Okay. What if in a situation that so at the time of registering. you know the business opts for the composition scheme but for whatever reason they realize that uh, filing their gst under regular scheme works for them do they have an option of opting out so the opting out is actually automatic opting out wherein if if there are a lot of conditions to be satisfied for you to be under composition scheme okay. if you contravene any of the conditions then you are automatically out of composition scheme let's take a, a few examples okay if my turnover crosses 1.5 crores then i am automatically outside the composition scheme and for turnover beyond 1.5 crores i am required to pay taxes at the regular rate only okay so there is no form which is required to be uh, specifically filled to opt out but this is a automatic opting out right okay uh, second is uh, uh, composition scheme does not allow you to 
uh, deal in products which are not leviable to gst like liquor is not leviable to gst the moment you buy and sell liquor okay for your business you are automatically out of the composition scheme so whatever conditions are there in composition scheme you contravene you are out of the composition scheme right this 1.5 crore threshold that you mentioned is it applicable to both goods and services business yeah for goods the limit is 1.5 crores okay and there is a, a little bit of complication here uh, up to 10% of services are allowed to be rendered by these composition scheme dealers okay and that competition of 10% also is quite complex but just for simplicity sake if my last year turnover was 1 crore then in the current year i will be allowed to do a turnover of 1.5 crores to stay under composition scheme including last year's turnover of 1 crore multiplied by 10% which is 10 lakh rupees i can render services so i can have a shop which exclusively do does goods uh, uh, goods uh, and i'll be under composition scheme and some small amount of services like repair of mixery or repair of a fridge or something like that some uh, some small services up to 10 lakh rupees i'll be allowed to do but if i'm a pure place service provider yeah except for restaurant services if i'm a pure place service provider then the limit of composition scheme is not 1.5 crores it is 50 lakhs okay. and the gst rate for pure place service provider composition scheme is 6% and not 1% right why this difference in rates and you know the upper limit threshold well while we are not privy to any of the reasons why the gst rate for goods is uh, at 1% and services is 6% but but logically what i would believe is that when you are in the business of goods you have already bought the goods and you are selling the goods so when you purchased you have already paid gst to the government so government has already got their share of gst on your purchase price hmm. okay they have not got the gst on their on your sale price so that's why they are collecting 1% on your sale price okay but when when it is about services and we are talking about a business having a turnover worth 50 lakhs they may not have incurred a lot of cost and most of it is their own time okay like a interior decorator or a photographer or a accountant okay so on their buy side there is no tax which they have paid at all right so that is why government wants to charge a higher rate of tax right because right. on their purchase they have not never paid the tax got it okay so coming to the last question of the episode are there any businesses that are restricted from opting to this scheme yeah so there are few businesses the list is quite um, elaborate but there are few businesses who are uh, completely restricted from uh, opting for composition scheme one is if you are in the business of uh, uh you know uh, par masala tobacco related goods which are being uh, uh, dealt with by you you are manufacturing those goods and liquor like second is uh, liquor is completely yeah completely but so the point is liquor is outside gst okay right par masala tobacco and all are in the gst right. but if you deal with these products even then you are ineligible for composition scheme hmm. okay then there is uh, ice cream okay uh, if you are dealing in ice creams you are again uh, not entitled to the composition scheme uh, then you have uh, aerated water okay so basically how do we remember in meaning you know i, I take classes also for uh, students so for them to re- re- remember in the examination we tell them anything to be consumed after food okay you are not entered for composition scheme like pan masala ice cream uh, tobacco <laughs> or aerated water <laughs> so all these are uh out of the ambit of composition scheme right 
Yeah. Okay. So that is one list. Second, if you are, if you want to uh, offer your products on an e-commerce platform, okay. Earlier, composition scheme was not available. Recently, after a lot of representation, okay, uh, composition scheme has been allowed for goods. But if you are a service provider, then composition scheme is not available to you if you want to offer your services on an e-commerce platform. Can you give some examples of a services business? Say, I'll stick to the same example. If I'm an accountant, mm-hmm. okay, and if I want to list myself on a platform. which makes people available uh, on request okay then i cannot offer the services on this e-commerce platform through a e-commerce platform uh, say musician a musician let's take the example of a keyboard teacher okay okay so there is a platform which connects uh, say uh, all the uh, musicians with the prospective students right okay right. so a student's parent can download the app and then search and based on the rating uh finalizer teacher and the payment has to go through a e-commerce platform and e-commerce platform takes a cut and then the balance goes to the teacher here now if the musician wants to pay tax at the rate of 6% then he will be uh barred from offering his services on a e-commerce platform okay if he wants to continue under composition scheme right. he will be forced to go under the regular scheme but i think this might uh affect a lot of small businesses especially service providers because you know selling your services through e-commerce is the most effective and easiest and one of the most popular ways of doing it nowadays so but what option do they yeah. have so then they will have to go for the regular scheme only as soon as their uh, turnover process 20 lakh rupees they will have to go to the regular scheme only and discharge tax at the rate of 80% they don't have the option of composition scheme All right, so that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, thanks a lot, Hani, for joining us today. This has been a very insightful episode, even for me. So I'm sure it must be very useful for our listeners also, all the freelancers and micro businesses who are listening to us today. So thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you, thank you so much, Shreya. It was a pleasure being on your show. Thanks. That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic. or make a suggestion of a person finance topic that you would like us to cover i can be reached at twitter under the username of shipra singh sorot and on linkedin at shipra singh thank you for tuning in see you in the next episode to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 